The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, July 24, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com My name is Bob, how are you? Hello Hello Bob Hi Rachel Coming up on today's show Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today The Carter Page FISA application once again proves that there was no collusion. Wrong. No, it it proved that there is collusion. I was joking about that because that's what Trump always says, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Trump also threatened fire and fury against Iran on Sunday. We're going to talk about that. Sasha Baron Cohen humiliated another pro-Trump Republican, again proving that disciples of a carnival sideshow geek are, shocker, easily deceived. And speaking of which, if the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head over to Bubble Genius and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Today the president is going to direct the attorney general to appoint a special prosecutor. Yes, sir. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to need a lawyer. Actually, Mr. Babbis, I don't think I need one. You do? I think I'll be fine. Really? Yeah. He's going to ask you about everything you have seen and heard since you started working at the White House. I can answer those questions truthfully. Then he's going to call you back a month later and ask you the exact same questions. If your answers change even a little, they can prosecute you for perjury. Mr. Babish, Oliver's fine. Are you prepared to describe every conversation you ever had with the president? Whether he asked you for an aspirin? Whether his hands quivered? Are you prepared to answer questions about your relationship with his youngest daughter? This is NFL football. When is this all going to happen? I don't know. How can you not know? Because grand jury investigations are secret. So they can just knock on my door one morning? They will knock on your door one morning. How much? You know, how much do you think? Assuming you did nothing wrong, saw nothing wrong, and heard nothing wrong. About $100,000. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. the Trump crisis day 551 104 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy as we know it according to Malcolm Nance fun I'm full of great news today oh right over there look it's Buzz Burbank how you doing Buzz hi Bob hi I stand in awe of the uh, superhuman Bob Seska <laughs> I, I just got off the phone with your doctor he says you could live to be 200 <laughs> That's right, me and Trump. I can't wait. It'll just be me and Trump sitting on the pile of rubble that was well, what once do you, what Western do you think? civilization. I think, I think we've pretty much got him on the ropes, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. I, well, everything's in, in, changed in, now. In some ways, that's absurdly true, and in some ways, that's absurdly false. And, yeah. and of course, the, the false side of that is the danger, the peril. I agree with Malcolm Nance. Uh, we, we, there's a threat, a major threat to democracy here. Yep. And now, in addition to that, a new additional threat of war, uh, yeah. frightening war throughout the Middle East yeah. uh, and, and perhaps beyond, as in World War. So uh, th- there's an awful lot at stake here, if I'm not overstating it. Uh, and, and I don't think that I am. But at the same time, uh, I, the, I have to share just right off the bat, if I may, sure. one encouraging note before we dive into the, the crap. Mm-hmm. But the encouraging note of the week, the thing I saw today that it has made me happier than anything, the, the numbers that I quickly memorized because I liked them so much, to learn that, A, 88% of Republicans support President Trump and, B, 
they comprise 23% of the vote. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. So, and so that's why I say, you know, partly jokingly, yeah. that uh, we've got him on the ropes. Uh, yeah. The bad news is, as you predicted all along, Bob, his behavior becomes more erratic, more insane, uh, as everything now closes in on him. Yeah, and we saw a few examples of that uh, just in, in the past. Well, in fact, one major example on Sunday, another example today. I want to talk about the one on Sunday, mainly because uh, you just mentioned it with regard to the Middle East. I mean, he. Right. <laughs> I saw this come down Sunday night. And, you know, my first reaction was to check to see whether it was a parody account, because every time I see a Trump tweet, I got to look at the Twitter handle and see if it's got some sort of extra character in there that says that, oh, this is wait, this is this is a parody account. But this was not a parody account. Apparently, Iranian President uh, Hassan Rouhani made a speech on Sunday in which he basically said that if. If America wants to make peace with Iran, it will be the mother of all peace. If they want to make war with Iran, it'll be the mother of all wars, right? Editors note, editors note they talk like that. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And so Donald Trump's response was to scream into, like to scream at clouds, like he did the full Grandpa Simpson here, just yelling at nobody, just putting it out there. He said to Iranian President Rouhani, never ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious, he's ended there with the, the tweet. The tweet you know, in all caps. I hadn't noticed it until you dramatized it, but I can hear, I don't know if you're familiar, Nelson from The Simpsons. I can hear, I can, and pardon the snort there, but I'm laughing. Nelson from The Simpsons, uh, you know, that's exactly the kind of thing he would say. Right. And they need to include that in the dialogue. And then he would end with this. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> so this is wrong for so many reasons. One, obviously, the main one that we seem to have forgotten about because we've become so accustomed to Trump's behavior. But we uh -huh. always have to remind ourselves that this guy is the furthest thing from presidential. He is the president, but he doesn't comport himself as the president. He comports himself as a screaming bobblehead from Fox News Channel. Right. That's his behavior. He is no more than like an AM talk radio conservative screeching into a microphone for three hours a day. That's what Trump does. He is not presidential material. And this exemplifies it. I mean, how better to convince President Rouhani to restart the Iranian nuclear program than right. by threatening nuclear war against Iran? Right. And as I've been pointing out, uh, this not only uh, Trump has not only offended Iran by pulling out of a perfectly good nuclear agreement. <laughs> It, 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 he's taken it even farther by uh, violating uh, the terms of that, yeah. what will in, what, two weeks or less be an X agreement, uh, at least as it concerns the United States. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that uh, what we've heard from Donald Trump and the White House in general since Helsinki is that, you know what, we should be friendly to our enemies. We should be reaching out and embracing our enemies and complimenting well, them, them and right. never, ever criticizing them and making sure that the people who attack us are embraced with just a big bear hug and just a big tongue kiss and blah, 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 right up in there. That's the idea that we're getting from Trump at the White House with regard to Putin, who is presently attacking us, who attacked us in 2016. Yeah. The attack continues today. We see more evidence of it. We hear Dan Coates, the director of national intelligence, say the attack is happening. Ray. Christopher Ray, red lights flashing everywhere, saying this attack is going to continue. And yet Donald Trump can't wait to compliment Vladimir Putin and, in fact, invite him to the White House, for God's sake. But Rouhani gives one speech in which he's basically talking about the stakes of war and peace. And Donald Trump says this to him, this all this ridiculous all caps screeching that is just the laughing well, stock of the world. You know what I mean? And, and, and nobody's fooled about why yeah. that occurred or what caused it to occur. It really wasn't so much. I don't think I mean, it's a, I, there's a two percent chance or less that it was the comments of the Iranian president that prompted Trump. <laughs> that to that is true. This. Yeah, yeah. 
there's about a two and a ninety eight percent chance it's because not only is the Russia investigation closing in, but uh, Trump was continuing to to be attacked for his behavior at the Helsinki summit and the behavior that followed it. And and so it, it, Trump wasn't expecting the sort of negative reaction that he got, <laughs> duh, uh, from, from his behavior in Helsinki mm-hmm. and afterward, but it kept coming. And so at one point, Trump just got pissed, you know, after after forced, being forced to read a hostage statement yeah. uh, to take back what he had said and after uh, contradicting what, what the, the take back which this all gets very confusing. Uh, but, but uh, you know, through all of that, he ended up just saying, damn it, uh, I'm inviting Putin to Washington. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he doubled down, of course, as he tends to do, and, uh, you know, it, it defended the Helsinki uh, appearance and, and, and then invited Putin to the White House. Uh, all of this uh, standing his ground, as it were, uh, you know, on, on, on Russia and, and not giving into the pressure. So the attacks kept coming. He wasn't expecting that. He's being attacked on that. R- the Russia investigators are closing in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's he to do? Well, a tweet about Iran. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, he's going back to what he did almost exactly a year ago. A year it was, ago. It was August 8th. 2017, in which Donald Trump threatened for, or first threatened fire and fury against North Korea. And then it right. turned out the way it turned out. So I think Donald Trump's big takeaway from that experience with starting at fire and fury and then yeah. six months later shaking uh, Kim Jong un's hand in uh, Singapore, that was his sense of how these things work. If you threaten madness at a foreign dictator, then they will come to you and want to make peace with you. That's his big takeaway in all of right, this. Right. That's yeah. Of course, he didn't do that with Putin. No, uh, he, of course yeah, not. As you as you pointed out, uh, but but yeah, this is very similar to Kim Jong Un, or at least the Trump's approach is similar. Uh, the uh, target in this case, Iran, a much much different creature than yeah. North Korea, and so uh, we're not sure. Intelligence experts and military experts are not sure Trump knows what he's doing here, and they're uh, <laughs> really you know things are already going crazy. What is it yeah. Israel shot down a Syrian plane in its airspace mm-hmm. today? Things are already a little edgy over there. I don't know if you've heard about the Middle East. Yeah, but a little bit. Things are things are a little edgy over there, and uh, the last thing we need is this. And I hope Iran responds with uh, moderation, and I hope Trump shuts the hell up. Uh, in the meantime. 88% of Republicans make up 23% of the electorate. So yeah. we, 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 if we can hang on that much longer, uh, you know, there's there's hope on the horizon. We just need to get to the horizon. And Malcolm Nance is uh, rightfully fearful of uh, uh, the peril we're in at this moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just look at it this way, Buzz. If you put these three nations side by side, Iran, North Korea, and Russia, Iran, North Korea, both axis of evil countries, what sets Russia apart from these other two countries? What sets Russia apart from Iran and North Korea? Well, Russia is presently engaged in a cyber war against the United States. These other two countries haven't even attacked the United States. They've been provocative. They've done some things that have rubbed us the wrong way. But nobody says well, that yeah. Iran and North Korea are in the process of launching an actual attack, a physical attack against the United States using cyber weapons. An attack that's still underway. Yeah, yeah. And so the difference is, is that Iran and North Korea get screamed at by Donald Trump and the country that's actually attacking us gets appeased. They get he reaches his hand out. He can't wait to compliment them. What kind of signal do you think internationally this is sending from Donald Trump's White House? This is saying that if you attack the United States, Donald Trump is going to embrace you. But if you merely are bellicose in your language or mm. provocative or you you have some missile tests, then that's when Donald Trump yells at you. But not if you actually attack. So that what he's basically doing with this text is encouraging other nations to attack us or to at the very least launch cyber wars against america and he doesn't even realize it and the other difference between russia and other adversaries is russia helped him get elected russia gave him russia gave him 10 billion dollars in loans russia may have the pp tape we Mm. don't know you know but but clearly there's something 
Right. Clearly, there is collusion. Yeah. Well, that leads us, of course, to today's tweet that I saw, and I immediately, again, looked at the, the Twitter handle and said, oh, is this a parody account? I think this is a parody account. Should I retweet? I don't know. And then, oh, of course, yes, it, of course, is Donald Trump. Uh, he said here today, this was uh, about an hour and a half ago, I'm very concerned that Russia will be fighting very hard to have an impact on the upcoming election. Oh, hey, isn't that interesting? Oh. That is, oh, my God, Trump finally embracing reality. Reality. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, wait a second. No, he doesn't. There's more. There's more. There's there's much more uh, <laughs> based on the fact that no president has been tougher on Russia than me. They will uh-huh. be pushing very hard for the Democrats. They definitely don't want Trump. And that gets another one of these because God damn it. God, uh-huh. God damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's, what? He's setting up a narrative, isn't he? Yes, he absolutely is setting up a narrative. He's setting so up the when- the democrats win it will mm-hmm. be because russia helped them that's exactly right so what donald trump is doing there's a term for this it's a colloquial term known mm-hmm. as flipping the script is what donald trump is yes. doing so suddenly now we're going to see this turn toward oh yeah russia is attacking us because but because trump is so tough on russia they want to get the democrats in there so that mm-hmm. D- Trump will stop being so tough on Russia. I don't, Russia. That, that's the crazy logic in this. Um, this, of course, it's not obviously doesn't have any basis in reality. He's only saying that Russia uh, is fighting very hard to have an impact on the election because you know, he's just looking for a way to wiggle out of all of this. He's also looking for a convenient excuse to have when the Democrats do hopefully yeah, end up taking bas- back at least the House. Ding, ding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so this is going to be his line. And we can already predict that it's very likely that the Trumpers, the Red Hats, Donald Trump, they'll all start linking up to the the reality that Russia conducted or is conducting this cyber war against us but in the context of blaming the democrats which frankly are have been already starting that with regard to the 13 angry democrats and how the you know this whole thing it's actually hillary who is conspiring with the russians because of uranium one something 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 conspiracy theory if his ego worries that his election is delegitimized by talk Mm -hmm. of russian meddling then he can use that to delegitimize, delegitimize the competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's that's just how he operates. That's how a schoolyard bully operates. Right. It's the same M.O. Yeah. And, of course, this completely negates what we read in the Constitution. This shows us that uh, either Donald Trump or Vladimir Putin doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to the three branches of government in the United States and the separation of powers in the United States and how the Constitution discusses each of those things and lays out the powers for uh, the executive branch and the legislative branch. The fact is that the executive branch sets foreign policy. So if, if Vladimir Putin is tired of Donald Trump being tougher on Russia... The last thing Vladimir Putin would do was somehow put Democrats in the House. This would leave Trump completely able to continue to be tough on Russia in this right. fantasy world of this tweet, right? This this helps how. I would yeah. venture to say Putin knows considerably more about the U.S. Constitution than does yeah. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it is because Putin knows Trump lacks this knowledge that he's able to m- manipulate Trump's brain. Yeah. Well, this is all, you know, this makes me think there was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, it was where the, the Enterprise is caught up in a temporal loop. At the beginning of each scene where they go through this loop, mm-hmm. Jean-Luc Picard says, we are now entering an area of space known as the Typhon Expanse. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I, I remember seeing that. I don't remember yeah. episodes as well as you do, but I never <laughs> missed one. So now it's ringing a bell. Yes. Well, this is the one where uh, Kelsey Grammer comes through the vortex in another Federation starship that was was also caught in the loop and that was causing the enterprise to actually get bumped back through the loop over and over and over again and we see that all the time with donald trump because he's he's resurrecting the election is rigged line with this tweet this is him 
going back to 2016, figuring out what worked in 2016. Oh, yeah, you know, I remember leading up to the election, just as sort of an insurance policy for myself, I'm going to say the election is rigged. So therefore, if I lose, it's not going to be because of an inadequacy on my behalf. It's going to be about, oh, they rigged it against me. So I'm completely absolved of blame. And in a way, in a way, he's he's you know, he's predicting that that he's going to lose. He's admitting in a way, uh, in a very clear way, really, he's admitting that he's going to lose. And, uh, you know, that that's a a bit of a surprising thing. But like you said, it it gives him an opportunity to find a scapegoat for that upcoming loss. But it's a it's a heck of an admission, I think. Yeah. Well, the other thing he did that was a repeat of something he's done in the past. And I feel like sometimes I can just take old tweets that I've written and respond (laughs) to him with those same tweets because it's all the same gibberish over and over again. He said that uh, once again, that Obama didn't do anything to stop the Russian attack when he was. And so therefore, that's it's all contained and and blamable on Obama. But Donald Trump has clearly never done anything to stop the attack. And in fact, he's allowed it to continue. And his uh, all of his rhetoric, all of his language. He hasn't uh, directed any of his people to do anything about that. And his people have testified to that fact before Congress. Right. They have not been asked by this president or this White House to take any action against election interference. And of course, the Republicans uh, this past week uh, voted down additional money for election security because uh, uh, to quote uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio, uh, one of your favorite Republicans, <laughs> yeah. uh, to quote Jim Jordan of Ohio, uh, vo- voter ID laws are really just all we need <laughs> right. for election security, <laughs> yeah. not, not more money. The Republicans <sighs> argue the states have plenty of money. What's the what's the what's the hubbub, bub? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Jim Jordan thinks that voter ID. I also saw uh, who was a Tommy Laren also tweeted something about that, about how voter ID laws will somehow stop the Russians in St. Petersburg, yeah. you know, because all those uh, those poll workers in, you know, Oklahoma will check their IDs before they interfere with the election, thus stopping them. You know how it works, Buzz. How, how could of you course. not know? Everyone, everyone says so. <laughs> As Trump would say. Well, another loop through the Typhon expanse. Uh, We hear Donald Trump all the time repeating no collusion, despite the fact that we're seeing countless examples of actual collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian attack. So the the most recent example of this is, of course, the Carter Page FISA application, which is is really a silver bullet when it comes to proving Russia collusion. I mean, the fact that he can continue to say with a straight face that there is no collusion is just absolutely staggering. That's just for his base, of course. I mean, that's and again, 88 percent, 23 percent. This is he's talking. He's talking to that base and keeping them riled up. But the more he says to the rest of us anyway, yeah, uh, to the other you know the the remaining 77% of the the electorate uh it's that has become hollow that no longer carries any meaning to any of us except maybe his to to massage his base right right well one of the things that he's using this uh, FISA application to do right now with regard to his base with regard to the red hats is he's uh he well, of course he's continuing to suggest that there was no collusion even though this document shows that there clearly was collusion between mm-hmm. at least Carter Page Uh, George Papadopoulos and the Russians. So the application, which is actually several applications all combined into one big document. This is the FBI asking secret judges for warrants. Exactly right. So we have this uh, FISA court, which is a a secret court that was established through the uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act signed in 1978 by Jimmy Carter, passed by Congress. One of the several uh, reforms that they passed as a consequence of all the secrecy that was going on uh, up to through and including Watergate Itself. And so this provides warrants for surveillance, whether by the FBI or NSA or any other intelligence agency, against people who are linked to uh, overseas adversaries, hence right. foreign National intelligence security stuff. Exactly right. right. After nine eleven, yeah. So in this case, they got a FISA warrant because Carter Page was acting as a as an operative for a foreign country, as an agent for Russia. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they had to go to the FISA court to get the warrant for this application. And this, what's amazing about this is we hardly ever see these FISA applications. These are No, uh, this is like the first one in 40, or 40 years, however long it's been now. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so this also uh, uh, shows that the FISA court was informed about the origins of the Steele dossier. This is right. one of the major claims by the Republicans that the uh, FISA application against 
Carter Page didn't inform the judges on the Fisk to the right. This means this means the FBI was honest with the court, and they the FBI said to the court, "Look, we know that this document was originally uh, commissioned for a hurt Donald Trump political purpose. Yeah, but we found many things in it to be credible, so we started checking some of these things out, and mm-hmm. we've further learned. And I think this was from the dueling memos back in February when we learned that uh, the they had not only grounds uh, for the surveillance of Carter Page and boy did they ever have grounds mm-hmm. but that it was an honest uh, investigation that had been originally launched uh, when George Papadopoulos started spouting off uh, uh, to I believe it was the Australian ambassador yeah. uh, that he'd been offered uh, dirt Russian dirt on Hillary Clinton that's and and they so that it's been shown that a unlike uh, contrary to what Republicans have said the Steele dossier did not launch the FBI probe Right. And uh, contrary to Republican claims, the FBI was honest with the court about the Steele dossier and went on to show the court its own very real, very damning, very extensive, detailed evidence that Carter Page had been a go-between with the Russians. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but also George Papadopoulos. I mean, the applications also note that Trump identified Page and Papadopoulos as part of the campaign. In fact, we have audio of that. I don't have it right Right. here, but you can go online and you can hear Donald Trump announcing that Carter Page is a foreign policy advisor, that George Papadopoulos Mm -hmm. is a foreign policy advisor, et cetera, et cetera. Very proudly announcing them. Yeah. Yeah, so, So you create that linkage and that's a necessary part of all of this but again we go back to the steel dossier which incidentally the republicans and the trumpers especially people like sarah huckabee sanders continues to say that the steel dossier is discredited and unverified when if major you say it enough oh yeah but i mean you know you go back to richard burr who's the uh the republican chairman of the senate mm-hmm. intelligence committee who has said publicly in press conferences that they were able to rebuild parts of the steel dossier up to a certain point thus yeah. suggesting that parts of the steel dossier have not only been verified but have also been proved to be uh, accurate based on the senate intelligence committee's own investigation so and that tends to uphold the veracity of everything else in the document that hasn't been confirmed yet yeah that's right nothing so, nothing in the document including talk of the p-tape nothing has been discredited yeah and in fact the the p-tape is the only sort of kind of gray area in the steel dossier where it could be memory merge it might not be but we don't know it hasn't been discredited right. even, yet even Steele said he wasn't he was only about 60 40 on his certainty of that information so uh you know uh sarah huckabee sanders during her press briefing yesterday said uh, in, during her opening remarks something to the effect of the steel dossier being discredited being dis- a discredited document so i wrote a uh, an open letter to uh the press secretary yesterday i said uh, to to press sec on twitter you called the steel dossier discredited in your discredited in your opening remarks please provide a list of items in the dossier that have been discredited thank you and be best bob be best right so i made sure to throw in that just because you know i saw I, that i enjoy it yeah i'm reaching out is what i'm doing <laughs> yes uh, you are yeah and of course we haven't had a response but this I'm, I'm glad that this tweet is actually going viral right now i think it's got something like six and a half thousand retweets so uh, I, I think people are latching on to this and trying to get sarah sanders to uh to actually respond to something like this. and i wrote something it's- similar to jim jordan who entirely lied about the content of this FISA application on Twitter, I mean, in print. This is a a Republican member of the House uh, Intelligence Committee, and uh, this guy obviously has been lying about sexual assault at OSU, and yes. so he's not a very credible uh, member of Congress. But he said no, here, he's, he's the guy I just referenced about voter IDs. Oh yeah, exactly right. He said here uh, the FISA application confirms what we've said for months. The dossier mm-hmm. it was incredible. That's no, that is not wrong. anywhere in the FISA application. Sure. That of course is wrong. Uh, FBI didn't tell the court that Clinton was paying for the dossier. That also is wrong. The the FBI absolutely did tell the court. It's a full page. It's a full page footnote saying here's where the dossier, part of the funding for the dossier came from this law firm and yada, yada, yada attached to the uh, political campaign and so on. And, and of course, they also mentioned the Washington Examiner being the original I think it was the, no, was it the, I always get it mixed up with the Washington Free Beacon. It's one of those newspapers that originally commissioned 
uh, the Steele dossier through Free Beacon, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, through Fusion GPS. Mm-hmm. So, so those two things were absolutely wrong. It says also here that Steele was leaking, and you know what? I'm going to give a partly true to that one to that claim by jim jordan that uh steel was leaking because we don't know the full extent of how he was leaking but if we look here at the the actual fisa application it says u.s-based law firm had hired the identified u.s person to conduct research regarding candidate number one's ties to russia candidate number one of course is donald trump the identified u.s person hired source one to conduct the research that of course uh, u.s person i think is glenn simpson source number one is christopher Steele. the identified u.s person never advised source one as to the motivation behind the research into candidate number one's ties to russia the fbi speculates that the identified u.s person was likely looking for information that could be used to discredit candidate number one's campaign and it goes on and on and on with more details about the origin of the goddamn steel dossier which they say Sarah Sanders says and Jim Jordan says and Donald Trump says isn't even in there but I'm looking at it I'm looking at the document clearly no yeah I I wish I wish there was some way you know you want to help uh, America's commercial for-profit prisons and I know many (laughs) Republicans do oh yeah if you want to really help them out let's find a way to charge and arrest and convict everybody who has lied on behalf of this Russian attack. And right. I, I'm including in that now Jim Jordan as well. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure we can tolerate any of these folks. Uh, you know, this is just, it's unbelievable. I'm saying they should all go to prison. I know they won't. Right. But, uh, man, they really should because they're, they, they're lying and they know they're lying. Mm-hmm. And, and and while some people are going to, to prison for it, they probably won't. And uh, that that disappoints me greatly well you know the consolation prize buzz is even if they don't go to prison and there's a chance that some of these people won't i i doubt jim jordan's gonna go to prison over lying about the russia thing he'll he may go to prison because of osu because of uh so there's always that the the unauthorized ball cupping that went on at osu which jim jordan was aware of and said nothing about i mean that may be true but i mean i think the consolation here has got to be that history will remember all of these people history will remember mitch mcconnell and the money he took from people like Len Blavatnik close to Vladimir Putin millions of dollars to Mitch McConnell's uh, uh, campaign pack they'll remember the obstruction that took place the the ignorance the rank latitude that uh, the Republican Congress has allowed Donald Trump to operate in all of that is going to be recorded. This entire thing, prison or not, is going to go down in history. And you know what? You want to know why I know that to happen? Why? <laughs> it is because most of us will live longer than Donald Trump and we'll be able to actually record this history. We're going to make sure that history records this period of time the way it ought to be recorded. And uh, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we're. That uh, those of us who keep track of it, I uh, hope that's what we're doing, and hope we're contributing in some way to that to the writing of that history. Oh yes, and uh, when we when we're done talking about Harry's razors, uh, I want to get into exactly why uh, Donald Trump made things worse for Donald Trump when it comes to uh, all of his tweets <laughs> following the release of, of this spice application. But speaking of close shaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, here I am on a, a Tuesday afternoon doing the show, cleanly shaven with my Harry's razors, and we've been talking about Harry's razors on this show for a long, long time. I am so relieved these things came along because I'm one of the few guys now, uh, Buzz, anymore, who actually has a cleanly shaven face every day. I don't grow one of those big Civil War beards like all the millennials are doing. Good for you, Bob. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm fighting the good fight, and the only way I'd be able to get away with shaving every day is with a Harry's razor because if I use any other razor, I'm risking uh, razor burn, which I used to get all the time. And because of that and more, I'm now a longtime Harry's fan. I love my Harry's razor. It's super comfortable in my hand and on my face, and it's the closest shave imaginable. The guys who founded Harry's were also fed up with high-priced razors with silly and unnecessary features. They know it comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts, and that's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the world's highest quality blades for nearly a century. 
And by selling direct to you on the internet, you pay less than half the price of the leading brand. And just for a limited time, new customers can get $5 off on a shave set as a special offer to my listeners. That's you. It includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Harry's weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip, trimmer blade, and travel cover, and Harry's great-smelling foamy shave gel. The set is yours for just three bucks, and the shipping is free, and Harry's stands behind the quality of their blades. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days, and they'll give you a full refund. Join the millions of guys who've already switched, and go now to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. That's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to redeem your offer and to help support the show. Thank you so much for doing that. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Tuesday show with Buzz Burbank right here. Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link, the all-caps Amazon link, just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. It takes you right to the front page of Amazon. You go shopping as usual, but we collect a teeny tiny uh, fee with some of the things you purchase. So thank you for shopping through our Amazon link. All right, what was I going to talk about here? Oh, okay, yeah, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Yes. And that continues to hold true. Every move he makes, he has no idea how much more jeopardy he's putting himself into because of his screaming and shouting on Twitter. And not just legal jeopardy. And, and I think I, I alluded to this last week. Every week that passes, every yeah. outrageous thing he does, we get a weekly, if not daily, reminder Mm -hmm. of what we're doing on Tuesday, November 6th of this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, we got a daily reminder of mm -hmm. what we have to do. Yeah. And uh, as I said at the top of the show, if we can make it that far, <laughs> we can do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the numbers show, the spirit that we're seeing show, we can do this. Yeah. Well, here's, here's one of many problems that Trump faces in the aftermath of the release of this FICE application about Carter Page mm -hmm. is that, you know, let's put our heads into the mindset of the Trump campaign or the Trump White House specifically. If you find out that there's a document now floating around that everyone is reading in which Carter Page, a, a foreign policy advisor on your campaign, very clearly and obviously conspired with Russian agents, Russian intelligence agents, Russian spies and so forth, uh, Sechin, Divyenkin, all the rest, hmm, you want to downplay that person's role in your campaign, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you want to say you want to say someone like Carter Page. Ah, he didn't have much of a role. We didn't really know. I didn't know whose name. I didn't even know his name. I he was he was delivering coffee for us. Uh, right. You know, he was just a low level volunteer. And in fact, that's what they did like mm -hmm. a year ago, where right. guys like Corey Lewandowski Buzz were saying, uh, "Oh yeah, Page had no formal role in the campaign. I can't even remember what his name. What is that guy's name again? I don't even. I don't know what he looks like. He wears weird hats. I know that, but uh, I don't know what he did on the campaign. Uh, he's just a nobody. Don't even worry about it. He's not really right. connected to the campaign. That's what they did. And you know what? From a strategic point of view." Mm -hmm. If you're looking at this from the perspective of the Trump campaign and the Trump White House, that was the smart way to go. But right. And what's changed in the last year? Well, I can tell you exactly what's changed. Yeah. Trump's calling the shots now. He's no longer listening to any of the advisors nope. who had him playing it smarter uh, in the beginning. He he is, uh, you know, talk about, he's talked about, his administration has talked about maybe uh, uh, Dan Coates, the director of national intelligence, has gone rogue. I'll tell you who's gone rogue. It's the president. Yeah, the president. And, and uh, he's not listening to anybody at this point, except maybe Stephen Miller, Steve Bannon, uh, John Bolton. Uh, these are the folks he's listening to now. Well, so what he's doing too here as a consequence of not listening to his advisors or not really even thinking this through, because I think that's one of Donald Trump's main problems. He just doesn't yeah. think things through. He just blurts and that's what it is. Uh, it lives in the eternal now. Um, what could go wrong? Yeah. So in instead of defining Carter Page as being this low level nobody, Donald Trump is now elevating Carter Page to be equal mm -hmm. to the entire mm -hmm. Trump campaign. So that's right. 
right? So spying on Carter Page. So uh, conducting surveillance on Carter Page uh, for all the reasons outlined in this FISA application is actually the same as spying on the entire Trump campaign. That is the message that Trump is playing with right now. That's the one he's been tweeting about for the last three, four days, saying that how dare they spy on the Trump campaign? How can they do this to the Trump campaign? Oh, my God, the Trump campaign is a victim in all of this. And let me emphasize here, he went on like that over for 48 hours over yeah. a three-day period, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, right? Uh, tweeting about this FISA thing and the Carter page and on and on, all the things Bob was just outlining there. And then he tweeted to Iran. So what he's doing in all of this, he's actually linking the Trump campaign with collusion with Russia, with collusion with Russian intelligence agents who were in the process of attacking our election to help Donald Trump win. It is no longer, oh, Carter Page, that nobody, oh, he was doing stupid things with the Russian intelligence agents. And we kind of knew, and so that's why we fired him off the campaign, or that's some something, 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 some other lie that they could diminish Carter Page's role. But instead, they're exaggerating Carter Page's role and making him an even bigger part of the campaign than they ever thought was possible, thus connecting campaign and collusion. It's no longer Carter Page and collusion. It's campaign and collusion. You see what I mean? This is so goddamn dumb of him. He's implicating his entire campaign in collusion with Russia to help his campaign win. (laughs) There it is. That's the thing. Um, Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, the application tells us the uh, that uh, Page cultivated relationships with Russian right. intelligence agents. Every single assertion by Devin Nunes, by the way, and the House Intelligence oh, yeah. Committee Republicans. All disproven. Yeah, all disproven by the application itself. And you knew eventually that was going to happen. So, what are they doing now? They're saying unredact the Carter Page uh, vice application. That's right. They've already hurt themselves. First of all, why did the White House release this material? Uh, Mm. Well, because they were compelled to by lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, it had to be redacted, and it was heavily, heavily redacted. Mm -hmm. Although Trump and his supporters are claiming that uh, these documents, these applications for these FISA warrants somehow clear uh, the president and his campaign— they do exactly the opposite of that. but So by asking for all that other blackened material to be unredacted at this point, they're asking for more proof that they're lying uh, you know this <laughs> yeah. because that's what they're going to get if right. we remove that not to mention endangering the investigation that can nail their asses yeah every single move they make here buzz is making matters worse for themselves they say right. you know release the FISA application so the FISA application gets released and and what does that do to them they're now in the position where they've got to lie about the content of a document that is now readily online for anyone to read and disprove what they're saying but, I think and, and why is that week yeah yeah because they like to keep moving the goalpost i think you pointed that out last week yep 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 and so now it's unredact the fice application so we can see what all this mystery is all about and of course then it'll be something else (laughs) yeah exactly right they're gonna unredact this goddamn thing and learn that oh shit maybe we shouldn't have asked them to unredact so they'll find something else so trump will find something else to point at yeah, and and of course it won't be anything based in reality or the oh, truth, no. which doesn't is, have to be for his base. Yeah, which again, I mean, I gotta think that there are some Trump voters on the very, very tippy top of the margins of the Trump's uh, train uh-huh. train of support, if you will, right? That who are seeing this and going. I can't really in good faith say that these things are true that I know are lies because I read the document and what Jim Jordan and Sarah Sanders and Donald Trump are saying about the document. That's untrue because I'm, I'm seeing it right here with the, uh, I, I got to believe that, that they're running away from Trump now. These, these if you look people. at almost any survey, look at any survey that isn't uh, an approval rating survey. Look at any survey mm. on any issue where Trump is on one side of things and the rest of us are on the other side yep. of things. And you will see every time, what's the what's the number of people who are on the side of the issue that Trump favors? Mm. It's always 33%. Yep. And uh, way back in the we started doing shows together, I'd say that's 33%. And we've seen other 
numbers that are 40 or 42 or whatever. But if you look at the issues, it's 33%. Yeah. And and as I have predicted, we will see some chiseling of that because a, a certain 15 or 17% of the American people are certifiably insane. And we'll never, <laughs> we're never going to win them back. So they're out of the question. Right. But we can chip away at some of that 33%. But more important, hopefully the facts will do that. More importantly, yeah. uh, as the uh, near unanimity of Democrats, the vast majority of independents, and a trickle of Republicans uh, are going to make the difference in the elections to come from here, and mm-hmm. and hopefully, uh, presumably, in the in the prosecutions uh, that that are coming as well. Yeah, uh, he knows he's he's his baby is in a corner, and and that's why he's doing these things and he's going to keep flailing he's yeah. going to keep flailing and yeah that's the scary thing the good news is as i was sort of joking sort of joking at the beginning of the show we got him on the ropes that's why he's behaving this way yeah uh because we do yeah yeah and that's always encouraging to see i mean i think ultimately when you start to see these outbursts online the really crazy batshit ones like this one mm-hmm. to uh ruhani and and maybe this one that he was uh, uh talking about how <laughs> russia is now attacking or now they're attacking our election but they're doing it to help the democrats win shit oh, like man. that that is donald trump Terrified. That's one of those things. I should have seen that coming, and I did not. You that yeah. hit me when you hit me with that. It was like a ton of bricks today, oh, yeah. Yeah. because I, I I realized the impact of that. I realized where he's going with that, and I realized it'll work with his supporters. We just have to keep reminding ourselves: our they're such a minority. Our fight isn't with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you know I I I take a, a different view. I I won't spar with Sarah Sanders because I consider her. At least I like to think of her as part of history. Right. That this is the part that is. This is the part we're getting rid of. Going, and in the end, that minority won't matter mm-hmm. if the rest of us do our jobs. And this year, for a change, I think we're finally going to get off uh, up up off of our sofas and make that effort. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I see happening. Well, of course, I, I fully understand that Sarah Sanders will never, ever in a million years respond to what I had to say to her the other day. Right. But I mean, you I know, know, and I think it's I was... It's good therapy, and you were very clever and correct. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's more directed at the MAGA hats, at the red hats, I know. those I know. people. And I, I know I'm never going to convince them either, but I always <laughs> try to sow little little seeds of doubt in their heads. Sure. Which, it works for the Russians. We should try it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So every time... <laughs> there's bad news about tariffs or something like that i'll retweet that with the hashtag maga just to make sure that it gets into their bloodstream and here's another sign trump is running scared and the republicans with him uh and this is an admission of weakness as well trump today announced and i wouldn't even normally mention agricultural news and now the agricultural report (laughs) Uh, trump trump uh is offering is pledging is pledging $12 billion Mm -hmm. to American farmers who are, wait for it, hurt by his trade war. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's he's going to cut you, and then he's going to put a Band-Aid on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And, and and I'm reminded of a cartoon uh, because it was Nixon who was president when uh, we when Congress passed daylight savings time, <laughs> and and Nixon signed it into law. And mm-hmm. Oliphant, who was a, a terrific uh, political cartoonist in yeah. that day, and uh, did uh, Nixon better than anybody, uh, did one simple wry cartoon one day in which Nixon is cutting uh, one foot of cloth off of one end of a piece of fabric and sewing it onto the other end of the piece of fabric. <laughs> and in a way, that's what Trump is doing right. here with the money. It's, oh, yeah. it's now a shell game. Follow the money if you can, because the money that was over here uh, coming in from China, that's gone now, but we're going to make it, we're going to go over here and we're going to make, and where is over here? Your tax dollars. Yep. So this, this deficit, the deficit that Republicans have worked against low these many years Mm -hmm. uh, are growing under Donald Trump because of a tax cut that benefits the rich and and now because of these trade tariffs uh, and the money that apparently needs to be spent to prevent damage from the 
tariffs we didn't have and didn't need until he implemented them. I mean, ultimately, you can define this down. What he has announced today with this up to $12 billion bailout for farmers who are affected by Trump's own shitty, shitty, stupid, whimsical policies. I'm going to fix that. The six, six words, Trump embraces socialism to cover his fuck-ups. <laughs> uh, is that six words? No, that is actually seven words. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, I'm not expected to do math on this show. Uh, live, no. And that's exactly what this. Trump is taking your tax money buzz my tax money uh-huh, uh-huh. bailing out farmers because of a policy uh-huh. that trump implemented that said that farm which farmers would actually do much better but they're not doing much better they're actually being horribly and negatively impacted by these tariffs and so now we all have to pay to bail out trump's fuck up this is right. trump bailing himself out Ad- this is admitting imp- a fuck up and yeah. trying to uh, soothe his edgy base his base his these are his folks and now now this time he's really pissed them off and by the way (laughs) that thing with taking that thing with taking kids from the arms of their mothers still hasn't uh it's still stuck in some republican craws out there yeah and and now that they're being hurt financially and you and i predicted this weeks ago when the tariffs were first announced uh now that uh, american trump supporters are being hurt financially by his policies now he's running to try to save them. He's trying to. He's trying to. You know. He's trying to soothe them and mm-hmm. assure them that they're going to be okay. That they're going to be. His supporters are going to be taken care of. I. You know. I don't know how anyone expects this to wash. And although this Republican Congress has put up with a lot, I'm eager to see how they feel about this. This should infuriate every liberal on the goddamn planet. Everyone who's been accused. And every conservative. Every conservative who never wanted to drive up the deficit. Well, yeah, sure, sure. But, I mean, every time there's an election, people like Donald Trump, people like Mitt Romney, I remember 2012. Oh, yeah, these people are only voting for Democrats because they give them free things. You get free stuff when you vote for Democrats. They're being paid off. Well, what is Donald Trump fucking doing here with 12 billion dollars he is paying off farmers so he doesn't get butt reamed in the midterms buying votes probably at the behest of congress (laughs) yeah absolutely where where, by the way democrats uh democratic candidates for congress are raising a record have raised already Mm. a record amount of money for their re-elections and their election campaign right all right we're gonna take uh one last break here and come back we'll talk about uh oh my god sasha baron cohen right after these words (laughs) (laughs) you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in america and supporting other u.s businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible plus you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, Billy Joel is out of fucks to give. You saw that today. He, uh, he He's sick and tired of Trump dealing with the Nazis. Yep. Said, uh, let's see, let me get the quote here. Billy Joel went off on Trump. I oh, think good. Last night. So glad to see this. I always love it when... Uh, I was living when the walls close in on the red hats, like all their pop culture heroes and shit start coming down on them and, and, and uh, proving everything they say is wrong and, and, and could point out the uh, despotic people they're associating with. Here's what Billy Joel said. Wearing the Star of David wasn't about politics. To me, what happened in Charlottesville was like war. When Trump said there were good people on both sides, there are no good Nazis. There are no good Ku Klux Klan people. 
Don't equivocate this shit. I think about my old man. Most of his family was murdered in Auschwitz. Mm. He was able to get out, but then got drafted and went in the U.S. Army. He risked his life in Europe to defeat Nazism. A lot of men from his generation did the same thing. So when those guys see punks walking around with swastikas, how do they keep from taking a baseball bat and bashing those crypto Nazis over the head? Those creeps are going to march through the streets of my country? Uh Uh-huh. I was personally offended. That's why I wore that yellow star. I had to do something. And I don't think speaking about it was going to be uh, impactful by itself. That was yeah, Billy good Joel. for him. The great well Billy Joel. said. I'm very proud of him. That that was very well said. And and I'd like to offer a thought on uh, celebrities and politics. Okay, uh, it's because it, it's been argued that what celebrities think isn't important, <laughs> and in a way that's true. But in another way, it isn't true. Yeah, because not only uh, do they have some cultural influence, uh, how much is hard to measure. But although they, they do have some cultural influence, uh, it, it's a reflection of them as people and citizens, which they are and have a right to be. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they are as free to speak as anyone else. The fact that they have a bigger platform uh, could be good or could be bad. All I will say uh, is take note of the celebrities that appear for democratic functions, democratic presidents, Mm -hmm. inaugural balls, that sort of thing, and those who appear at Republican, particularly Donald Trump, especially Donald Trump's inauguration, they couldn't find any big names who were willing, (laughs) even even before we knew all the crap that we know now. Uh, And and so uh, their voices... They are just celebrities on one hand. On the other hand, they are people. Uh, They have some influence. And uh, they are, as Billy Joel illustrated with his personal story, uh, impacted by what, what, what's happening out there and, and have even more right, therefore, to speak about it. Uh, and the fact that they do so in such overwhelming numbers mm-hmm. uh, speak against Trump and for everything Trump hates, yep. uh, that tells us something. And therefore, it is important. Yeah. It is significant what celebrities think because it's a reflection of reality yeah and as far as i'm concerned buzz that entire argument that oh we shouldn't listen to celebrities when they have shut up and sing celebrities that kind of yes that kind of attitude that attitude is completely off the table you can no longer say shut up celebrities stop talking about politics after you've elected to the presidency of the united states (laughs) the host of the celebrity apprentice Right. You don't get to scream about celebrities and politics anymore after that. Sorry, it's too late. You fucked up. You, you put that guy in the White House, and now we're all fucked uh, because of it, because of your yep. stupid, stupid vote. See, that? there's me reaching out to the, the Red Hats and the Trump voters. Is it? Well, yeah. I, you know, I always I always <laughs> love Billy Joel. I, I really, you know, one of my favorite musicians. Yeah. I like him even more today after hearing that quote. Oh, yeah. And you know who, uh, you know, my man crush now is, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, good <laughs> well, God. I won't go that far, but I must say I'm am- I must say I'm amused. <laughs> yeah, well, this boy he ruined another career this weekend uh, with this guy uh, uh, who's a Jason Spencer, who's this Republican. I uh, don't have the name in front of me. I can pull it up here, uh, but yeah, no, just one of the Trumpers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mr. Spencer is a, I think, a Georgia state senator i want to say from the republican party of course and you know i wonder about that because you know buzz He's a, yeah a state lawmaker state representative republican uh lost the name here yeah yeah spencer is the guy's name yeah. so uh sasha baron cohen has a new set of characters that he wheels out every uh episode mm-hmm. of his new show who is america on showtime and right. one of the characters is a uh a very militaristic israeli uh, and the character's name is Aran, E-R-R-A-N, Morad. Is in a, he's an Israeli self-defense instructor and gun nut. Uh-huh. And he had this guy, uh, Jordan Spencer, convinced that the way to chase away ISIS fighters and other right. Islamic jihadists is uh-huh. to pull your pants down 
and to chase after those people with your bare ass. UPI, United Press International, told it very well here. Cohen yeah. told Spencer of various ways to repel attackers. Right. Including screaming out the N-word, <laughs> doing a mock Chinese accent to sneak a selfie stick under a woman's burqa to take a photo oh, to spot their genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> and pressing his bare buttocks against a suspected terrorist while screaming, I'll make you a homosexual. <laughs> here's here's a little bit of what that sounded like. Okay, you got to imagine that they're in a, uh, like in a, in a gymnasium on a, uh-huh. uh, a padded uh, uh, area done, you know, where yoga takes place and where fight training takes place. And this guy pulls his pants down and is uh-huh. literally running backwards, chasing Sasha Baron Cohen in This maroon this did what he was told to do. Yeah, yes. so here's what that kind of sounded like. Now, try to touch me. I'll touch you. I'll touch you with my buttocks. I'll touch you. I'm gonna drop the gun, or I'll touch you. USA. Okay, stop. You have to remind me. I, okay, first of all, I love the fact that he threw in the USA. That's well, sure. Because sure. if you're chasing someone with your bare ass, you got to make sure to throw American patriotism in there somewhere. <laughs> because that's well, also going to help, I guess. When you're like, if you're confronting a vampire, you don't want to just take the garlic. You want the garlic and the cross and the steak because you never know how much of this stuff it's going to take to kill the vampire. So, so this uh, this budding Republican lawmaker from Georgia wants to make sure he's properly armed uh, and uses all the tools in his toolbox. Right. Well, here's a little bit more of this. Try touch you you will become a homosexual okay okay <laughs> now try to touch me go 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 USA USA mother okay yes you show me your weapon go I'll touch you I'll make you a homosexual you drop that gun right now USA okay. USA <laughs> Yeah, that's the... Uh... See, if you're running against him now, there's your campaign ad right there. You just edit that. Make it a family, make it as family friendly as you can, and yep. then slap it on the air. So I, I find it hilarious that uh, these guys, their excuse is, "Oh, we were tricked." Uh huh. That wait a minute. That's your excuse that you were tricked. That makes it even worse for yourself to say that you were tricked because it's listen so to his obvious. words. It's it's not just gullible. It's yeah. not just gullibility, which it very much is. It's also fear. Listen to this quote from uh, lawmaker Spencer from Georgia. He says, uh, "Cohen and his associates took advantage of my paralyzing fear." <laughs> That my family would be attacked. In posing as an Israeli agent, he pretended to offer self-defense exercises. As uncomfortable as I was to participate, I agreed to understanding that these techniques were meant to help me and others fend off what I believed was an inevitable attack. So this guy believes that he's or says he believes that he and his family are going to be attacked at any time. And therefore, he had to take these steps. Uh, That's not going to like I said, we got our campaign ad. I don't think we have to worry about this guy anymore. No, Uh, he's still there. He's refusing to resign in in spite of this humiliation. Uh, Again, not just gullible, but afraid, gullible and afraid Mm -hmm. and uh, or claims to be at least Uh, he's not stepping down. We'll see what happens long term. Uh, he certainly won't be reelected to anything ever. Well, here again, you know, if you watch the show, uh, unlike uh, the Bruno character, unlike Borat, uh-huh. even unlike Ali G, these new Sasha Baron Cohen characters all involve heavy, heavy makeup that, by yes. the way, is some of the most sophisticated makeup I've seen because it's very, very uh-huh. realistic. Although, if you have a good eye for this stuff, you can still tell. And, of course, we all know that it's Sasha Baron Cohen, so we all are in on the joke. So right. we can kind of recognize that well, it's makeup. But you know what? Yeah, it's a serious effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it really, really is. But even still... If that character, if Iran came to my door and wanted to teach me how to chase ISIS fighters with my bare ass, I Uh would immediately see the makeup and go, this is a little big joke. I'm not going to do that. But well, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's pretty good makeup. I don't know. Maybe you would. Maybe you wouldn't. But Uh, but then once you're taking your pants down and and shouting USA, USA, as you chase down this guy with your bare ass running backwards, by the way, it's kind of amazing that he didn't fall over backwards. You know, at that point you kind of got to go 
Am I being deceived here? Is this not on yeah, the level? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think you would ever go that far. I don't think you would agree uh, to that. Uh, in spite of being the superhuman fitness nut that you are. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, uh, speaking of uh, guys with the last name Cohen, uh, uh, we we have this new nugget from Michael Cohen. This is a bit uh, of Michael Cohen's uh, no relation. Uh, right, no relation to Sasha Baron Cohen. But this is Michael Cohen's automatic answering voice answering machine system at his law offices oh, here good. here we go this is let's uh listen. <laughs> let's listen you have reached the law offices of michael cohen please listen carefully as our menu items and our legal circumstances have changed <laughs> if you are interested in paying off a porn star press one if you are interested in paying off a playboy playmate press two if you are compromised by a major foreign power Press 3. If you need assistance with legal issues regarding money laundering, press 4. Paying off a Playboy Playmate. If you know the name of the Playboy Playmate, press 1. Using your touchtone keypad, please enter the first three letters of the Playboy Playmate. Last name. You have selected Karen McDougal. If this is the name of your Playboy Playmate, press 1. Please remain on the line and the next available sleazeball lawyer will assist you. This call may be recorded for purposes of quality assurance and covering our asses in case we end up facing serious federal jail time. Please hold. I think, uh, I think that's it. Rocky Mountain Mike. <laughs> Holy shit, another classic from Rocky Mountain Mike. I love I it. agree. I love that he used Tijuana Taxi uh, for that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that, was, that was excellent. Right, and the guy who did the voice there actually does automatic voice answering systems for a lot of different companies so another classic from rocky mountain mike thank you rocky mountain mike uh okay postmortem show coming up next uh we're going to talk about jeff sessions and lock her up which is a thing that actually happened today uh we may talk about maria butina a little bit we got some maria butina news not major news but interesting news uh, oh, and we're going to talk about, uh, let's see here. Oh, we're going to do a little bit of a polegasm. I think that's going to happen. Uh, Eric wow. Holder, we're going to talk about Eric Holder coming up. Lots more to come up on, uh, coming up on our postmortem show. That's on our Patreon page. Oh, by the way, speaking of Patreon, big interview for tomorrow on interviews from Earth One. We have the great John Fugelsang. Wow. From Sirius XM Insights, uh, Tell Me Everything with John Fugelsang. He is the hardest working man in political comedy and easily the funniest. And so we're going to be uh, getting in-depth with uh, John Fugelsang tomorrow. You know, I don't think a lot of people know like his backstory and where he comes from and what makes him tick. So we're going to dig into all of that tomorrow. Fascinating. And that'll be exclusively on our Patreon page. It'll be free. You don't have to pay anything to listen. Our interviews are all going to be free, at least for now. Uh, so that'll be uh, at the Patreon. You want to get to the Patreon page by going to bobseska.com and clicking the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. Yada, yada, yada. You know how that works. Uh, oh, and Buzz Burbank can be heard at Buzz Burbank News. Uh, but, bleh, let's try that again. Buzz yes. Burbank. <laughs> I have that same trouble. I know. When I, whenever I plug your uh, your show, I, bleh, I can't talk. I did that on purpose. Right. Buzz Burbank News and Comment can be heard at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com. Uh, you can also hear it on SoundCloud and iTunes. By the way, I'm still having trouble with this show and iTunes. It is. This show is not updating in the iTunes store. I don't understand why. I've been dealing with tech support since March I, over this. I've been getting. I've been getting mine every week. I don't know. I don't want it. It comes right in on my iTunes. Well, it does. It does that. It'll show up in your library if you've subscribed. Mm-hmm. But if you go to right. the actual page on iTunes for the show, it doesn't come up right away. The new shows oh, well, don't don't no appear. One, no one goes there, there anyway. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, so you can at least listen to Buzz Burbank News and comment on iTunes. That's being updated that's regularly. Yeah, so that's Every all fine. Every Thursday. All right, Postmortem coming up next. We'll see you on Wednesday, folks. Bye-bye.